This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 624. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 624. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I hope you're doing well. We are in the middle of February, if you're listening in live time. And I have to laugh because as I was putting together this episode, I actually got up pretty early this morning and was working on notes for this episode. And I was like feeling really good about it. I was like, yeah, like I got all this down. We're going to talk about these triggers for moms in 2022. And I was in this state of like really not being triggered, like feeling like I really was on top of my game. And so that was like at six o'clock this morning. And I got through doing a little bit of work, putting together my notes, doing a few things to like get Vinny up and running for the morning, get the dog taken care of. I did my workout. I go to get in the shower and actually no, it was after I got out of the shower. And Vinny's like, mom, my nose is burning. I'm like, your nose is burning. Like, what are you talking about? And also we have to walk out the door to go to school in like seven minutes. Like I don't have time for noses to be burning. So then he's like, maybe I'm sick. I'm like, what do you mean maybe you're sick? (laughs) And I know you all know that we are in this season of life that like if your child thinks they might be sick, you can't just be like, buck up, go to school. 
you have to be like, oh my God, well now we have to like take a rapid COVID test and I need to like do a full assessment of like all your bodily functions and like, do you have a fever and is there snot anywhere and what color is it? And like all the things. Also, he could not articulate what his burning nose felt like beyond telling me that his nose was burning. So it was a little confusing. I was like, okay, let's take your temperature. He doesn't have a temperature. We go to take the rapid test, which takes 15 minutes. And I'm like, dude, like we have to walk out the door in five minutes now. And now we have to wait for this test. So we're waiting for the test. He's trying to articulate how he's feeling. He clearly feels fine. He's like playing basketball in the middle of the house. I'm like, you're clearly not sick, but I can't send like a snotty kid to school, right? So we get the test back. It's negative. At this point, we're already like totally going to be late. And then he's like, I think maybe my throat hurts. And then he like, I'm like, maybe you do sound a little congested. (laughs) We have this back and forth for like another five to seven minutes around like, are you congested? Are you not congested? Like, did you have any water today? Have you eaten anything? Do you just need to clear your throat? Does it like all the things? Finally, I'm like, just stay home. It's fine. Stay home. In the meantime, I'm like, I have four hours of calls back to back. And I'm not canceling any of them. So, and also you're not playing video games the whole day. So I don't know what you're doing, but I know what I'm doing. I'm getting on four hours of calls. And so figure your life out. (laughs) And keep in mind that Vinny's almost nine and a half. He's a really independent kid. So I'm very lucky in that way. But I was triggered (laughs) and I was totally laughing. So I'm like, oh, you know what I'm supposed to do today after my four hours of calls? I'm supposed to record my podcast episode about the top triggers for moms in 2022. And I'm feeling real hashtag triggered right now because my kid did not go to school today as planned. So whenever I have like a minute between calls, I'm having to check on him. I'm having to get snacks. I'm having to like make sure that the dog has not run away because the back door has been open a million times without my knowledge, like all the things. So I feel like it's a little bit like this only happened today because I was putting this content together, like I jinxed myself or something. So I just want to put that out there. (laughs) So in the middle of creating my content around top triggers for moms, this mama got real triggered. (laughs) And so here we are. But it was also kind of a great reminder around like, okay, like this is exactly what it feels like when you're like, oh, again, my time is not my own and things can change on a dime. And literally like one minute before you think your kid's going to school, then they're suddenly not like at 7.58, 7.59, when you're like, we have to walk out the door between eight o'clock and 8.05 and you're telling me that your nose is burning. <laughs> so, oh my goodness, how are we still here after two years of this? So I want to talk about the eight top triggers for moms in 2022, because I know that this is going to relate to so many of you. And this is initially maybe going to feel heavy and hard, but I'm pointing this out because I'm hoping that you it will allow you to feel seen. And after I point out these triggers, then I'm going to also give you some options for medicine. I'm putting medicine in air quotes, like I'm not a doctor, I'm not a medical professional, but I definitely think I have some things that can help you really work with the things that make you feel triggered and in those moments where you're feeling really triggered. So I want to talk about what your triggers are and what they look like and what the circumstances are in which you're living that are making it difficult to show up fully in the way you parent, in the way you work, in the way you manage relationships. And so another thing that came to mind as I was putting this together on top of my child having to stay home sick in the middle of it was just some of the interactions that I've been having in relationships where like my patience for people's BS is so low right now. And I don't, Like, I feel like I've always maybe been a little bit that way, but it's like, 
the threshold is low. <laughs> if you were going to come to me with some BS or like do things that are just like inappropriate and uncalled for, like I will call you out. I will cut you off. <laughs> like I have no patience for it. And so there's actually a specific relationship. There's actually two relationships, like people who I have made it really clear to them that like, we can't be in communication right now who are like just doing weird things and showing up in weird places in my life. And I'm like, no, like you're not invited in right now. I've made that clear and nothing like stop, <laughs> like stop trying to connect with me on Instagram or following me, like finding me on LinkedIn, like just go away. <laughs> so that's like another place where I'm feeling like just my threshold for BS when I've said like I've set a boundary and then people aren't respecting it is just so low. So I think it's important to recognize when we're feeling those things, whether it's losing your patience with your child or like just communicating poorly in your marriage, perhaps, which I know is another one where like you get to the end of the day and your partner says something and you just like lose it on them. And you're like, it's not you. It's just like the last whole two years. <laughs> but you have that moment where you snap and you just know like, oh, that's not who I want to be in this moment. But it's like all I got left in me. And that was even before the pandemic, let's be honest, <laughs> like just at the end of a long day. Oftentimes our partners get the worst of us or our kids get the worst of us. So why are we showing up in these ways? What are these things that are causing our triggers, right? This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Okay, so first, let's start with just pandemic trauma. And I think I said this recently on the show, but someone said to me, do you think all moms are experiencing trauma as a result of the pandemic? And I was like, oh, hell yes, in all caps. (laughs) And so there's a difference between big T trauma and little t trauma. So big T trauma during the pandemic might be the loss of a loved one. Like people have lost loved ones. People have died. So people are grieving. It might be the loss of a job. It might be the loss of a home. It could look like so many different things. So there's been significant losses, big T traumas that have come up where just things have happened and our entire life moving forward has changed in a moment. That's big T trauma. Little T trauma has been this like ongoing grading, like every day something hard could happen. My kid could be sick on any day. Any day I might get the call from school. Any day someone in my family could test positive. Any day something could change in my job. Any day I could find out that like maybe my housing situation is uncertain. So just like carrying the uncertainty, that been carrying it for so long, that's a little T trauma, like having to hold that worry. And for many of us that has come up as like chronic anxiety, that's a lot. So that just whole entire umbrella of pandemic trauma is definitely a trigger for moms, right? So as a result of that, we find ourselves in those places where our fuse is just really short or where we're just really tired or where we're just like not responding to things like we maybe used to. Maybe we're not doing our best work at work. Maybe we're not doing our best parenting at home, all of the above, right? So you have pandemic trauma. The second thing, second trigger would be unresolved trauma from our past. So we're all always carrying unresolved, not necessarily unresolved trauma, but we're all always carrying trauma from our past. And that can look like a million different things. And sometimes it's big T trauma, sometimes it's little T trauma. But when we're carrying that through a pandemic, it can be even harder to grapple with because our trauma that we carry with us into parenting impacts our parenting in a great way. And then when we layer onto that two years of a pandemic, it only makes that more big and tricky and probably pronounced in the way that we show up with our kids. So if you're familiar, my friend Jem Lumenlaw, who I've been talking about on the podcast recently, in fact, I interviewed her last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode with Jem Lumenlaw, we talked about taming your triggers. I've been talking about it in social media. I've been talking about it in my emails because she's in the middle of doing this. She did a masterclass last weekend, and then she's doing this 10-week workshop series, which I'm going to participate in, and it's going to be phenomenal, and you're all invited to join me. But she really talks about how your past trauma can really impact your triggers in parenting, and I 100% agree. And I mean, this is like science-based. This isn't just like me having 
having an opinion and Jen having an opinion. She's an expert in this field. and But I can see in my own unresolved trauma how this comes up in parenting. And so we all are carrying trauma from our growing up in different ways. And for some of us, it might be a big life event. So maybe your parents got divorced, or maybe you lost a parent, maybe you lost another loved one, maybe there was some sort of abuse situation or assault situation, or like, there's a million different things that can cause trauma in childhood. But it could also be that maybe in your birth order in your family, you just felt like you were chronically not seen, or chronically not heard. Or maybe there was someone who like wasn't necessarily like, abusive, but just didn't see you for who you were or respect you for who you were. And we carry that with us into our adulthood, right? And so this is a huge trigger anytime we go into parenting, like we're going to carry this with us. But then again, you add this layer of the pandemic and it makes it an even bigger trigger for us where you're like, oh my gosh, the way I'm showing up in parenting or the things that make me explode in parenting or lose my patience or make me a rageful parent are coming from this place of trauma that I haven't addressed and the pandemic has made it way harder or made this come way more to the surface. So that's the second piece. So I want to say before I move on, if you want to check out any of Jen's work, you can go over to shamelessmom.com slash taming, T-A-M-I-N-G, shamelessmom.com slash taming to get information on her workshop that's coming up. And there's going to be other information promoting it in this episode. But I just want to get that really clear. If you're like, oh my gosh, like that is speaking to me. I'm going to do the whole 10 week workshop with her so that I can work on my own stuff. And I'm also going to be offering some bonus groups for just shameless moms who are going through the workshop. So if that speaks to you, you can go check that out over at shamelessmom.com slash taming. Okay, the third trigger for moms in 2022 is chronic exhaustion. When we are chronically exhausted, what do we do in the way we show up in our relationships? We either don't show up at all, like we're just like, I'm out, or we show up as not our best versions of ourselves, where we might say the wrong thing or say something that's like hurtful to someone. And then we're like, oh my gosh, now I said the wrong thing and they're offended and I have to deal with it. We might show up impatiently. We might just not be able to show up. And so this could be definitely in parenting as well, where we're just like, go play your game. I just can't like, it could show up in like not being able to navigate sibling conflict where you're like, each of you go to your own corner with an iPad and like, don't talk to me. No judgment if that is your scenario or your situation. Like that's just chronic exhaustion from the last couple of years. And this is the thing that even previous to the pandemic, like chronic exhaustion is just a part of parenting under good circumstances. (laughs) So then we add the pandemic and it's like, oh my gosh, so much more. So that's the third one is that we are really chronically exhausted. Moms are chronically exhausted. And we're also really bad at identifying exhaustion because we're really good at being overachievers and high achievers and being high achievers in dysfunctional ways. So what I mean by that is when we're real tired, we're like, it's fine. I'll just have more coffee. I only need four hours of sleep a night. It's fine. My body's used to this. I do it all the time. We really dismiss our exhaustion and minimize our exhaustion in order to keep coping And a lot of times that catches up with us. And that can look like a lot of different things that can be not so great in our relationships and not so great in the way we take care of ourselves. Number four, fourth trigger for moms in 2022 is burnout. So because we're burnt out, we are maybe a little lackluster in our goals or our ambitions, which is completely fine and understandable. But at a certain point, we can become apathetic. And we're going to talk about apathy in a minute in a different way. But we can become a little apathetic in our lives because we're like, I'm just over all of it. I'm burnt out from the constant unknowns, constantly having to pivot, having to be on guard at all times. It's just too much for our nervous systems. And so 
we have a little apathy around like, why would I try to do something new or bigger or go after a bigger goal or achieve a dream when like everything can shift tomorrow and I'd have to cancel the dream. And so why bother? And so I know like for us, for our family, we haven't had to, gotten to have a big vacation in a while, like a tropical vacation. And or like, I don't want to be minimizing of some of the things that we've done because we've gotten to do some cool things in the Pacific Northwest during the last two years. But we have not done like a we are people who often have the really great luxury, I will say, of like being able to go to Mexico or we've been to Europe a couple times and like being able to do something like that once a year, once every other year is like a really, really big deal. And to not do that in so long. And for me, a tropical vacation is like so necessary once a year, even if it's just a really quick one. So I know that we actually have one trip to Mexico scheduled coming up and I'm like not that excited about it. Like I'm looking forward to it, but usually I would be like just savoring the anticipation of like, oh my gosh, only like two months left until we're going to go. I'd be like online, like shopping for like, where's a new, like I need new sunglasses or like a new bathing suit cover up or whatever. And I'm like, nah, who knows? Like maybe it's going to get canceled. Who knows if it'll really happen? Like I can't even imagine being there. And I know that that's burnout, that apathetic feeling around like, yeah, like I'm glad we're going, but like I'm not even really that excited yet because I don't even feel like I can give myself permission to be excited. That's burnout. And so when we feel that, we don't move into joy. We instead have, we're triggering apathy instead of triggering anticipation. And like, who wants that? <laughs> who wants to be triggering apathy? Like, nah, I don't know, just Mexico. Who knows if it's even going to happen versus like, oh my gosh, we get to go to Mexico. I can't wait. Like quality family time, fun on the beach, swimming, take Vinny snorkeling. He's never snorkeled before. Maybe he has snorkeled once, but like all sorts of things. I should be really excited. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> so that's number four. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must-not-take-yourself-too-seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Number five. Our fifth top trigger for moms in 2022 is distrust in the future. We are not trusting the future because we've had a lot of false starts and then we've had the rug pulled out from under us. So last June, we had the June of hope where people started getting vaccinated and we were like, oh my gosh, maybe we can see the end of this, the June of hope. And then we had it again right before Christmas this year, like kids starting getting vaccinated and we were like, oh my gosh, like maybe this is it. And then Omicron hit. And so we've had this false starts where we're like, we did it, we made it. And then it was like within weeks, like, nope, sure didn't make it, just kidding. And so when we go through that a few times, then we feel like we can't really get excited about anything or we can't really plan for anything long term because anything could be canceled at any time. And so there's this distrust in the future and which makes us not want to plan and it makes us not have a lot to look forward to when we're in that state of like, I don't know, like everything could change anytime. And so I don't want to trust that anything is 
really going to get better for the long haul. It still seems like we have so far to go or so many things could go sideways or so many things have gone sideways. So that distrust in the future can really be a trigger for anxiety, for depression, for the way that we plan and the way that we give ourselves permission to dream and hope. And that's really significant. Our sixth trigger for moms in 2022 is disappointment in the systems. So there's a lot of systems that could have supported moms during this pandemic that actively chose not to support moms during this pandemic. And that would be like the entire government and all of corporate America. (laughs) And so, I mean, no big deal, but just the entire government and all of corporate America. So moms, a lot of people got the short end of the stick during this pandemic. Our kids got the short end of the stick, but moms got the short end of the stick, like the short, short, short end of the stick. And because we just make shit happen, we've just kept making shit happen for the last two years. I want you to think about what it looked like in your household and the households that you were aware of, where you had two parents who had to move to working virtually during the pandemic while kids were doing virtual school. And I want you to think about from your assessment, from the people that you know who had this situation where you had these two parent families with a mom and a dad, and they both move their offices home. What I've most commonly seen is the dad would go into his office and close his door and work his eight hour shift online. And the mom would go to like a makeshift office situation somewhere in the house where there was no door that could be closed. Or if there was a door, it didn't ever get closed because like the mom always had to have one ear out. And then the child slash children, whenever they needed anything, the mom was the default parent whose work was interrupted every, I don't know, seven to 20 minutes all day long for months on end, for in some cases for over a year. That was the most common scenario. And we have actually research now to show like that this is how this happened. We have research now to show like how much disruption happened to women who were working virtually versus men who were working or moms versus dad who were working virtually and like who became the default parent and whose work was the most interrupted and all these kinds of things. But you know what we did? We figured shit out because that's what moms do. So we just kept on making things happen. We made sure that our kids got taken care of. They got fed. They got their school stuff done. Our work maybe didn't get all done or we figured out how to do it late at night or early in the morning. We figured out how to work in seven to 20 minute sprints versus like an eight hour block of focus because that's what had to happen. And at no time did corporate or the government say like, whoa, this is too much. Instead, they were like, cool. So seems to be working. (laughs) Seems to be working out. The men are taking care of things, getting those big paychecks, and the women who are already not making as much as the men are now in this position of having their work constantly interrupted. And that's where we saw this massive resignation of women and moms. 2.3 million of us left the workforce last year alone. Really, really big deal. So it is really triggering that we aren't seen and that we're not valued. And there's not system set up to acknowledge the load. This was the case before the pandemic, but it's like 1 million times worse now. So that's a huge trigger because when you feel like you're not supported and not seen, how does that impact your self-respect? How does that impact your self-worth? How does that impact your value? It's real easy to be like, yeah, I'm not that important because no one's treating me like I'm important. When the reality is, is like you are the superstar of the story You are the superstar. You're the superhero of your household in this pandemic. But like no one got around to giving you your cape. 
So that disappointment is a huge trigger and no one's acknowledging it. Number seven, seven top triggers for moms in 2022, lack of personal space and personal time. It's too much. It's just too much togetherness, too much time together, too much on top of me. I know that like when Vinny was doing virtual learning and he would get up early in the morning and he would want to, he loves to like sit right next to me on the couch while I'm doing my morning routine, which is like doing a few things on the computer and drinking my first cup of coffee. And it's like this really precious time. And he wants to share the same couch cushion and the same blanket. And I try to remember that there will be a time in my life when he does not want to be that close to me. But it's really hard to embrace that moment at like 6.13 in the morning. (laughs) So no personal space, very little personal time. And the cumulative effect of that is like our brains don't even know how to like think and process creatively because we haven't had the opportunity to do it in so long. And so when we do have that time, it's almost uncomfortable. So I actually had 24 hours alone with no internet a couple months ago. I had to go do something out at our cabin and the internet was down. And I also, (laughs) I forgot to download. I thought I had downloaded some podcasts and some things and it hadn't worked. It didn't download. So the only thing I had downloaded was a playlist of Christmas music. (laughs) And this was like, still in November, I think. It was like before Christmas season. It was. It was like early to mid-November. All I had for myself for 24 hours was my thoughts and one playlist of Christmas music (laughs) and a puzzle. And I will tell you, it was really uncomfortable for the first couple hours because I was like, I don't even know what to do. Like, I don't even know what to think. I don't know what to do. Because I hadn't had that kind of personal space in so long. And I was like, this is just weird. And then I settled into it and I was like, oh, this is kind of lovely. And then I was like, oh, now I'm having like some good ideas. And now I'm like thinking about like what life could be like when I have like more regular personal time. And it was great by the end, but it was really uncomfortable at first because we've had so little personal space and personal time with like, we don't even know what to do with it if we do have it. And that can be really triggering. You, oh my gosh, like there's times in the morning where I'm like, Vinny, I just need my space. I just want to yell it. I'm whispering it now because he can hear me in the other room. But I just want to like say it so loud because he's so physically close to me. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, like we don't need to be touching elbows when we sit on the couch (laughs) with like his ankle stacked on top of mine, like with his ankle bone like grinding into mine. (laughs) Like it's not necessary. Okay. And then eighth trigger. Our eighth trigger is the apathy or our, our developing apathy or fully developed apathy around the state of the world. Oh, it's just a lot. It's not just the state of the pandemic. It's the state of U.S. politics. It's the state of the health of our planet. It's so many things. And so there's this apathy around like, oh my gosh, there's just so many things that seem big and heavy and hard. And it makes it hard sometimes to be in a place of like, let's get them. Let's make life better. Let's do it. I got this. Like, let's take the bull by the horns. Sometimes we're like, oh gosh, I just want to sit down and take a break, right? So those are our chop triggers. And I think you probably saw yourself in that. And like I said, this is like all the heavy stuff for you to feel seen. So I want you to feel seen in that. I want you to feel like, oh my gosh, yes, that's what I've been feeling. Those are the triggers that have been contributing to me either like backing out of relationships or showing up in like ways in relationships that I don't feel good about or don't feel proud of or yelling at my kid or like not doing, like not performing at work or like not doing the stuff I want to do for my business to grow just because it's just been so much. There's all these things happening that are just triggering apathy or triggering anxiety or triggering frustration or anger or rage. And then we have the fallout from that. So what's the medicine? The medicine for this, there's absolutely things that you can do. 
So the first thing is to stay dialed into what lights you up. I talked a lot in January about creating joy every day, and that remains so true and so important, creating joy through little tiny things. So what are the hobbies that you're doing that you're staying tapped into? I mean, for me right now, it's skiing 100%. It's like time to unplug. It's a time to just like forget about everything else that's happening, be on the mountain, and because I'm constantly focusing on not dying, I don't have any other space to think about anything else. So what is the hobby that you have, whether it is doing puzzles or doing a sport or walking the dog or just something that like gives you something to look forward to that feels good that lights you up another part of that might be connection with friends and so making sure that you're staying connected to friends I know there's times when I lose track of relationships just because our bubbles have become so insular and I have to like re-engage and be like hey how are you and then it always feels so good to be back in those conversations with people who mean so much to me so that conscientious like dialing into friendships is so significant and very, very medicinal. And then lastly, in staying dialed in is staying dialed into connections, whether personal, like we just talked about in friends or family relationships or professional, because the other thing is staying dialed into professional relationships and connections actually makes a really big difference too. Because when you stay tapped into that professional network, those are the people that can help you feel seen and that can lift you up and they can give you a place to hope or a place to vent. Like I definitely have my work friends, quote unquote, my business friends who are 100% the people where I'm like, if today's a hard day, they're like, we got you. Or if I'm like, hey, I want to celebrate this thing, but it feels like a weird time in the world to be celebrating. And they're like, we got you. So All those things, those professional relationships matter a lot. So really continuing to stay connected and dialed into all of, to your hobbies, to your friends, to your connections, whether that's personal or professional. Number two, second medicine for you is speaking your needs. This is hard. But to say to your people in your household, like, I need someone else to do the laundry. I need someone else to make dinner. I need to have two nights in a hotel by myself. I need to sleep in on the weekend. What do you need and how are you speaking that? With the first couple times you do that, it will be uncomfortable. And then you'll recognize that everyone wants mom to be happy. <laughs> everyone wants to be supportive, but you have to tell them what you need. So where are you speaking your needs? And where can you practice that in really little ways? Because I'm telling you, once you start practicing that, all of a sudden you can like find yourself on the bit of a power trip. Like, oh, well, since you recognize that I needed those little things, let me tell you some other bigger things that I need. And I'm giving you permission to go like full throttle. little needs and big needs go all in on asking for what you need the third thing for medicine the third medicinal recommendation I have for you is to call out the bs when you see it so I'm not in the position of having coworkers, but I am in the position of being in a few networks where I have a position where I am asked to give input I'm asked to give an opinion I'm asked to you know say like hey how does the decision that this group is going to make align with the mission of this group. And in those instances, to be clear and call things out is really important. And you can obviously, if this is a professional situation, like you do that in a professional way, but to do that on a regular basis, that's exactly what I talked about in the situation with like people, family members who I've put boundaries in place with who are like trying to find me in different places online. Like I am calling that out. Hell no. Like block, block, block. You, I have told you that you've not earned the right to access and I'm going to continue to hold that boundary. I'm going to call out that BS when I see it. It might even be calling out the BS with your partner and your kid because sometimes that needs to happen too. I will tell you, my child has gone from seven to nine during this pandemic and this nine-year-old 
sometimes he thinks he's a little too big for his britches. And we are calling that out. because We are like, oh, hell no. Like, this is not going to go any further than this. The fourth thing you can do is if you are feeling triggered in your parenting, absolutely check out Jen's workshop. So if you just, like I said, if you go to shamelessmom.com slash taming, T-A-M-I-N-G, um, you can get signed up for Jen's 10-week workshop. And I will be co-leading or I will be leading a group of shameless moms through that in conjunction with in addition to what Jen's doing we'll have our own little cohort which will be really fun but what's really important is that you and I talked about this last week in the episode around like you don't need to be a better mom was the name of the episode if you are concerned that you have not been a quote-unquote good enough mom during this pandemic you are being really dismissive of the incredible human being and the incredible feats you have accomplished during this pandemic And so I want you to go through Jen's workshop if you are in that place of like, I just need to be a better mom and you're feeling shame or guilt around that because I do not want you in any way minimizing or dismissing the incredibly hard work that you have done over the last two years to keep your family safe and alive and in a stable situation. And then number five is processing in whatever way works best for you. So I talked about staying connected with friends and of course you can process there, but how else is it medicinal for you to process? So for me, it's in therapy. It's also on my Peloton. So, oh my goodness, I have ridden that Peloton a few times in the last week, like hardcore processing, just like thinking through like, oh my gosh, this situation is so frustrating to me and I have like ridden my heart out and it has been so therapeutic. So whether for you, it's going for a run, riding your Peloton, throwing weights around, doing a boxing class, like whatever the thing might be, what is that therapeutic or medicinal like movement for you? It might be journaling. It might be art. It might be connection with others, with your partner. It might be being in nature. So where or how do you process? It might be in the bathtub, (laughs) It might be going for a drive. So there's so many different ways, but really knowing where those places are for you, because that is the medicine. And I will tell you when I'm feeling super triggered right now, I'm like, mama's got to get on the Peloton or mama's going to write some things down. Both of which I did today, by the way. (laughs) So it's either journaling, which for me is making lists of things. It's like making lists of evidence that I'm feeling frustrated about, or it's getting in those workouts. So I hope this was helpful. Those are your eight top triggers for moms in 2022. And then also five bits of medicine or support to help counteract those triggers. So thank you for listening. I will be back here on Wednesday with a fantastic interview. I'm so excited. If this episode was helpful, obviously screenshot it, take a picture, share it on Instagram, tag me, and I will see you on Wednesday with a fantastic interview. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. 
Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking.